At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Keep an eye on a a couple of our bets as they wind down here in the closing seconds. Sean is fist pumping. What are we fist pumping about? Winnipeg scored. There we go. 1-1 in the Jets game. Come on. Need them win by one and a half. Let's go, Winnipeg. Washington State just got three offensive rebounds and then hit a three-pointer, so that's awesome. Super duper. And what's your number there? It's five. Five, and they're up six. Yep. With 21 seconds. But Oregon does have the ball. Yep. One of the better free throw shooting teams in the Pac-12. So let's just continue right there and what they've been doing. And they're not one of the best rebounding teams because it up there. Yeah, we'll just let them get the offensive rebound. Oh, they hit a three. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's bring in our good friend Patrick Everson at Patrick E underscore Vegas. Props.com is the website. Make sure to check it out. Patrick, as always. Uh, a man about town, and we know it's funny, Patrick. I feel everyone's just dragging a little bit today. We've, we all were working hard over the weekend leading up to the Super Bowl, so we appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. And uh, I saw the, uh, the official report coming out uh, from the Gaming Commission about the amount of money that was bet and the amount of money that was won. Uh, so it sounded like, surprise, surprise, I know the house often loses, right? Uh, a good day for, for most of the books here in Las Vegas. Yeah, really good day for the books in Las Vegas and, and Nevada overall. Uh, an unbelievable handle day. And what was interesting is I talked to a couple of people at, at during yesterday and then Sunday night, Sunday and then Sunday night after the game, and they felt like handle was good, you know, just to, from a couple of individual books perspectives, but they didn't feel like statewide it was going to be the record that they got back from that uh, Eagles Patriots game, which was like 158, I believe 158.6 million was in, was wagered on that Super Bowl in Nevada. Uh, and that was the last one before the PASPA repeal and sports betting expansion began. So they felt like it was good, but they were like going to be surprised if it was a record. Jeff Stoneback, it was really funny. I was, I was finishing writing from the uh, Super Bowl last night. Post game, I just hung out there for a couple of hours had my computer out, writing my post-mortem article. And Jeff Stoneback walks in, and a whole bunch of other BetMGM guys are at the bar at the Superbook. I thought it was fascinating. 
<laughs> which was really strange. But Jeff's like, I, I'd be really surprised if it was a record. And then today these numbers come out that are just tremendous numbers. I mean, just the, the handle, 179.8 million beats the previous record by more than $20 million. Uh, just a huge handle day. And the books held uh, 8.6%, which Nevada books will take 8.6% every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And Jeff texted me right away and he said, boy, was I wrong on the state's handle? Yeah, I mean, I mean this is, this is I, I got to just focus on Patrick <laughs> being on the show with me. <laughs> I understand, man. I understand. <laughs> I wish you could be in studio right now, Patrick. Oh, my goodness. Um, if I had any energy, I would be, I swear. I kind of <laughs> thought about it, but, God, I am exhausted. And, and he, took, he had a rough day. I mean, yesterday, I mean, everything that could go wrong, like, you know, sometimes in betting you have to get, like, the right bounce. I mean, yeah. yesterday was rough for my co-host, man. So let, let's, right. let, let's get to where the game landed. So it lands uh, with the Rams winning by three and the under hitting. Uh, we kept seeing a plethora of all these bets coming in uh, on, on the Bengals plus four and a half, Bengals money line. Most of the books that you talk to, let's start with the side. It landing three, so the fact that it was a Rams win, Bengals cover, usually that's, that's good for the books. Felt like there was a little bit of a different feel here uh, on on uh, on this one, but um, what was overall uh, the 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 thought from the books with uh, it landing three? Almost unanimously, it was phenomenal. I mean, in the article I wrote for Props.com, I said the adjectives were all good. You know, perfect, dream, fantastic, terrific. Uh, they they were all overjoyed at a Rams win and a Bengals cover, uh, it was almost universal. So that was definitely a pretty good result here in Nevada and also nationwide. Johnny Avello with DraftKings, he, he texted to me. It was an overall great day, excellent handle, and solid win. So DraftKings was happy. I'm sure other books, most other books were happy. The one you know, where, where you might have gotten that feeling is probably from the Superbook, which, again, was where I was posted up all day Sunday. They were, one, they were in just a, a unique situation. They were bad to the Rams in the futures book, but they really, even with that, they really needed a Rams win and cover more than anything. And getting you know, Rams by three was just a, a really rough outcome for them. But again, that was unique. I talked to easily half a dozen different sports books, large and small, Vegas and national, and to a, to a person other than the Superbook, it was all that was the best case scenario. You know, Rams by one to three points was amazing. Um, you know, Allen Berg or, uh, over a win bet was 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 just uh, you know he was overjoyed with that. He's like the Rams winning and landing on th- landing on three, not even one to three, just on three was a fantastic result. So he said it was a nice it was nice to have it go that way. A dream scenario. So generally speaking, uh, hopefully you were on the dog on the on the spread and. You know, one thing that Jay Cornegate told me with regard to, uh, you know, why you, this not coming out well, he said, look, we just didn't attract Rams point spread bets or Bengals money line wagers, and that's what put them in this weird position, and they, and they just couldn't uh, reconcile it with a Rams, uh, Rams three-point win. 
Talking once again to our good friend Patrick Everson at Patrick E underscore Vegas on Twitter. Um, so, Patrick, when it comes to the the total, it landing under, uh, I imagine that's that's usually a, a, a good thing uh, for for the for the books. But I actually, you know, from from all the reporting that you had, um, you know, with the big bets coming in, uh, how many of those big bets ultimately hit from from the different you know books and and uh, sports book directors that you talked to? Well, of course, the t- the two real biggies with, were the ones that Caesars took for Mattress Mac, and he took the Bengals money line on on both of them. So Caesars obviously got a tremendous boost from from Cincinnati not winning outright in that game. Uh, I, there was there were three one million dollar plays that came in Saturday at at Penn MGM here in Nevada on the Rams. Uh, it was first half spread two and a half, first quarter spread min- uh, minus zero point five, and and the first half Rams total over under 13 and a half took the over. So that extra point, no good. So that better went two and one on those bets. And it's my understanding that, uh, you know, I don't have any further clarification, but I think that better may have uh, refiled in the second half and, and, and MGM did a little better to him in the second half than the first half. Let's just put it that way. Um, but, you know, the, 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 for the most part, you know, the, the bigger plays that needed to go the books ways needed to go the books ways or the plays that were like just overwhelming action on it. Really the only one that the only prop of the books really universally got dinged on was Beckham scoring that first touchdown. That was one that seemed to go well for the betters across the board. But, um, and look, and I don't, I don't want to understate this. And I know you didn't ask about it, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. If this game had gone overtime, Every almost every one of these books would have been in the same position as the Superbook. They this would have been it would have done a 180. Wow. The betters would have done really well. This could have been really bad if this game went overtime. Really bad. Yeah, <laughs> and that's because of the total going over, Patrick. Well, that and and potentially everything else. But the way, but uh, Jason Scott for BetMGM Nationwide, Vice President of Trading, he said overtime and a Bengals win. So you're 23, 23. You're at 46 points. The total 48 and a half. He's like, thus the over would have hit, and and then you potentially have other. You had the Bengals potentially winning, which a lot of books didn't want outright. Uh, he said it would have been more than twenty million dollars worse just for BetMGM across the nation. So think about all these other operators that operate in so many states and have such a big handle. Bet you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, and so on. Uh, it would have been it would have been nightmares. And some other the over itself could have come in, but also some other things could come into play. The props that go over the, the biggest problem was the overtime prop itself, you know, at bed MGM, Nevada, they, you know, Scott Shelton told me that was a seven figure swing by dodging overtime. They would have lost quite a bit. And nationally they would have lost even more because everybody was on. Yes. On the overtime. Yes. Prop, including yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like it was heading that way. You know, what's crazy is you look at the Rams, uh, their last three wins were all exactly by three points. Um, you know, you look at the Bengals, uh, they had uh, multiple three-point victories as well. And multiple shops around here had that, will the game land exactly three? It did, uh, but I guess just not enough people uh, played that prop, Patrick, to really it, it, to make a, a ding ultimately? Yeah, I think it would probably get, you know, a, a nice little play, a nice little payout, but didn't seem like that was one that was among the ones that was troublesome. Like I said, the ones that... The one that hit the most, that that released the most books talked about, was the uh, was the Odell Beckham one. I know I and a lot of others I know were on over two and a half players to throw a pass, so that was nice. But that was a short price, you know. 
So that didn't really ding him that much anyway. Um, really, it just seemed like it was that uh, that that one Odell Odell Beckham play, and and there was something interesting. You mentioned the three and what the Rams have been doing. Uh, my uh, my coworker Matt Jacob tweeted out earlier today that um, this might have been the only time. Oh no, he he retracted that. But this is a rare time mm-hmm. in which the team that won the NFC, uh, the Rams won the NFC title game and Super Bowl, and they didn't cover in either game. They were one of yeah. the one of the only teams to ever do that to win a conference title in Super Bowl and fail to cash the tickets against the spread. Hey Patrick, great stuff as always. I know you were uh, very busy yesterday around town, so we appreciate you jumping on uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Absolutely, you guys have been at it too. So thank you very much for having me on all season long, and uh, let's keep it going. Happy to talk to you anytime. You, Patrick. Have a great week. All right, there you betcha, Patrick Everson. A horrendous beats in Eugene. We'll discuss that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Play at Dog the Films Tatum versus Dog. 50 yard fetch for free at a, for a shot to win a share of 10000 bucks today. February 14th. Catch cash with Channing Tatum when you make your predictions in this free-to-play pool, and we'll be donating an additional $10,000 to Tech for Heroes. Head to DraftKings.com slash DogTheFilm now to join the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, Mm -hmm. I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. Sean is uh, keeping his eyes on uh, a couple of plays. He's got one leg of his three-leg parlay home. The Wild able to score two empty netters to push the lead to win seven to four. You had them regular money line, Mm -hmm. but you also have another uh, parlay with the puck line as well. We're we're in cold red Uh in in the Jets game. Uh They're down 2-1, about five minutes left in the third. Gave up a really soft goal. It tied the game at 1-1. Defensively, like a knucklehead, just turns the puck over. But, you know, hopefully they can pull it out. <clears throat> Chicago's 2-8 and eight their last 10 games. Terrible on the road. So, hopefully that Chicago team shows up here in the last five minutes. But we'll see. 
I am uh, I'm sweating out Creighton. They have uh, blown this lead uh, or this cover, I should say. But I, I do want to get to what just unfolded in Eugene, Oregon, uh, because, you know, uh, from time to time, because, you know, it's it's our bets and we, we get a little a uh, little overzealous, so to speak. Um, but this one for, for in particular, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, this is just a terrible beat. Uh, it, it, this line, uh, depending on where you looked, uh, open three and a half, closed five Oregon. So I got a, you know, the closing number of Oregon minus five. Sean, there were 43 seconds to go. Washington State missed a free, th- uh, missed a, uh, a three pointer. Mm-hmm. Rebound grabbed by Oregon. Okay. 43 seconds. By the way, uh, Creighton continues to miss free throws, which is stupendous. Uh, this is going to be a, just a tragic night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at you. He's going to hit that. The way you said it is so oh, funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to foul? They're going to let the clock run out. Creighton's going to have to do something. Georgetown, Georgetown's not going to foul. So it's going to be a push because they missed the last free throw. Mm. Yep. That's the way the cookie is crumbling here tonight. All right, but back to the bad beat that just uh, just happened in Eugene. And I it, it is truly a bad beat. 62 to 53, Oregon leads. They're at home. Okay. They get an off a defensive rebound, Sean, and they are fouled. Quincy Griere heads the free throw line and oh, I thought Georgetown was going to put up a shot. So, uh, Creighton is a push at 11. Yay. 62-53, what do they do? Obviously, they're going to miss the first free throw, which they did, of course. Here comes Washington State on the other side. Tyrell Roberts misses a three. Okay. Washington State gets the offensive rebound. Noah Williams misses a three. <laughs> Michael Flowers a gets the there. offensive rebound, <clears throat> and then he hits a three. So it's now 62-56, to still in the cover zone. With 25 seconds to go, Washington State calls a timeout. Or sorry, yeah. Uh, Washington State calls timeout. Oregon inbounds. Turns it over. Michael Flowers Hits a three. buries a three. I saw it's it. now 62 to 59 with 12 seconds to go. Inbound goes to Davion Harmon for Oregon. He is fouled. Heads to the free throw line, Sean. Mm-hmm. He is an 81% free throw shooter. Misses the front end of the one and one. Washington State comes down, shoots a three just to make sure the cover doesn't happen. They miss the three, get another offensive rebound, put up a three at the buzzer. Game ends 62 to 59. Washington State gets the cover, <laughs> despite the fact that Oregon, up nine, headed to the free throw line with 40. Three seconds to play yeah. up by nine to the free throw line. And they didn't cover five. Yeah, I saw it. You got really unlucky there. That was gross. Absolutely gross. And by the way, Creighton had a, a 20 point lead and got me a push against Georgetown by missing by Alex O'Connell, 88% free throw shooter, missing a free throw and then having another missed free throw. Well, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> Winnipeg is under two minutes. Um, pretty sure the puck line is out of play, but they've pulled the goalie. See if we can get the game tied up here in regulation, try and win it in overtime. 
Are you going to minute thirty one left? Okay. Well, I would love to go to overtime. <laughs> right now, I'm losing. All right, let's uh, let's turn our attention away from uh, from certain things, I guess. Um, you know, it was a, a pretty light day in uh, in college hoops tonight. Um, Kansas State came home, covered the three and a half against West Virginia, seventy eight to seventy three. Talked about Aaron getting uh, getting home, uh, sixty two to fifty three winner there. We got Golden State taking on uh, the the Clippers at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Keep keep us updated here. I want to make sure it's over. Oh no! Yeah, There's... Chicago just scored an empty netter. It's over. Dreams dead. Fun night. Yeah, I thought Winnipeg had turned the corner, but put them back behind the yellow tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'm back. You good? Yeah, let's go. All right. Shake it off. Shake off bad beats. Got to uh, to keep it rolling here. <laughs> um, you know, it is, uh, it, it's, that, it's that time to start diving into uh, the NBA and, and all of that, uh, all that fun stuff, so. Uh, we will uh, we will keep you abreast on all of those. Um, when you think at, you know, we we wrapped up last hour, Sean, talking about you know biggest takeaways. My biggest takeaway wasn't really that. I just I, I think we we need to cool it on the Bengals are the next dynasty. I don't, I don't think anybody, at least not anybody that I've talked to, that I actually listen to what they're saying. So let me. Is like super high on the Bengals moving forward. Like I think, did did yesterday they missed their opportunity? Anything of them? No, I think they are the same team that we thought they were. You know, they just happened to run into a Tennessee team that had a quarterback who they probably should have moved on from already and played like it. You know, then for whatever happened, I still don't know what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the second half of the uh, <laughs> Chiefs-Bengals game. I mean. That'll go down with the Bermuda Triangle and some of the ships that have disappeared. Like, I don't know what happened to Patrick Mahomes. He didn't come out of the locker room <laughs> in the second half in the AFC Championship game. So, I don't think going into next year, and I think it's reflected in their futures total. It's not like all of a sudden the Chiefs are favored and the Bengals are second. They're like the sixth choice in the AFC from a future standpoint. So, I think the market understands that this was their opportunity. Um but we'll see. Actually, they're third. But, again, I think that'll change when things shake out a little bit this offseason. Like, there's no way that I would lay a Bengals future at 650 over a Ravens future at 10-1. to 1. Ravens finally will get back to full strength. Remember, they played the majority of this year minus about five, six starters. They were banged up, man. They had a rough year. <clears throat> right. So, I wouldn't even take Cincy to win the AFC North right now, to be honest. I agree. Right. Do you think that the Bengals are, you know, the Ravens at 20 to one are worth a look in the futures market. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tend to agree. And you know, what's ironic about when people talk about the quarterbacks in the national football league, let's let's just use the AFC, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. You know, the only one of those guys that's younger than Lamar Jackson is Justin Herbert. And it's by a couple months. Like, Lamar Jackson is younger than Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, his ceiling, because of his age, I mean, he's the one that has a long window left as well. And I'm sure he's sitting back. You know, people are talking about, 
you know, who the great quarterbacks are and who the guys come with, and no one's mentioning me. So that's going to add a chip, you know, a motivating piece, you know, to him this offseason. So to answer your question, I like the Ravens, you know, if you're just taking a flyer yeah. right now in the future for next year. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to ultimately have the the injury bug that they did mm-hmm. happen again. I mean, I I would certainly fade the Rams next year. I mean, they were very fortunate. I mean, if if that team, that offense is their offense moving forward, you know, let's say that was the NFC Championship. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have enough power. I right. mean, they don't have firepower. Odell Beckham, he's going to probably be gone uh in free agency. Um, so, look, Cooper Cup's amazing. Higby should be back, I believe. But, yeah, I mean, the Rams, one domino falls in injury, and you're you're looking at a really weak uh, situation uh, behind them when it comes to the depth. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Keep looking at some, uh, some futures thoughts when it comes to the NFL, including the Arizona Cardinals. What to do with them? is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows. Or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers. The Lombardi Line. Follow the Money. My Guys in the Desert. Coast to Coast Hoops. And many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Uh, we've got a NBA game going on right now out in uh, Los Angeles. The Clippers with a 57-54 lead at this point in time over the Golden State Warriors. Clippers went off as a six-and-a-half-point home dog. Denver trying to get the cover against Orlando in the closing seconds there. Uh, they were laying 11 against the Magic, so... Uh, the the dogs starting to bark a little bit, I guess. Get some uh, a little bit of love. Saw Portland going to Milwaukee today as eleven point dogs went out right there, one twenty two to one hundred seven. And uh, Oklahoma City went into New York, which is uh, always a good thing. Anytime the Knicks can lose, for those who <laughs> follow JVT on his uh, advice, and OKC went out right. Yep. Wow. In I overtime. looked at that too. Were they plus four hundred? Uh, yeah. Let's look at where they were on the money line. Bless you. Uh, they were on the money line plus 415 here at Circa, plus 400 other spots in town. So I've yeah. uh, seen a couple big dogs. Portland, a team that I don't think anybody would think to back on the road at Milwaukee. Uh, they end up winning that one uh, going away against the Bucks. And let's look at it. Giannis must, yeah, Giannis did not play. So there you go. Uh, Giannis doesn't play. And the Portland Trailblazers, you could have got yourself a really juicy uh, money line there. So a couple of big dogs coming home in the NBA. And the Clippers would be a, a sizable dog, too, if they're able to hold on to this lead. But still a lot of basketball to be played out in Los Angeles as uh, they closed plus 216 on the money line here against the Clippers. So 
a handful of uh, of dogs coming home in uh, in that one. But um, Kyler Murray, interesting. It's been a bizarre kind of uh, situation unfolding with the Arizona uh, <clears throat> Cardinals, but. Um, He tweeted out, and we have the graphic for you. I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. Sean, what do we make of what is unfolding in Arizona? I mean, they're the last unbeaten team this year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They do make it to the playoffs. They get smashed, granted by the eventual champs, but they were, you know, hammered, thirty-four to eleven. And then all this nonsense coming out, where he's scrubbing his social media clean <laughs> of the Cardinals. The Cardinals then respond by putting, you know, deleting all of their Instagram posts except two posts with Kyler Murray on him. What do we make of the situation that's unfolding in uh, in Arizona? It's all about money. It's all about money. Kyler's going into the last year of his uh, rookie deal. If I'm not mistaken, he wants to get Dak Prescott money. The Cardinals obviously have some reservations. What, with whatever his representation and presentation of himself has been since he got to Arizona, right, wrong, or indifferent, organization has some question marks. Whether they're legitimate or not, I don't know. I haven't really dug into it. I haven't really asked anyone in the building. Is there any validity to some of the reports we hear? I'll say this. Those are the reports coming out of high school. Those are the reports at Texas A&M. Wasn't really at Oklahoma long enough, you know, because he was behind Baker, so he wasn't the guy. You know, then the year he played, he was gone right after that. So, you know, that was all going to be peaches. But that's what this is about. It's about money. Kyler wants to get paid. Kyler say, I'm not playing next year on my current contract. I feel like I'm one of the top players in the league at this position, especially with the younger guys. This is what the market is. This is what I want. The Cardinals are obviously saying we don't trust giving Kyler that kind of money. We're not that sure that he's the guy for us in the future. I mean, he. So we're going to figure out. It's the fourth year of his rookie deal. He'll have his fifth-year option in 2023. That's just kind of the nature of the beast, right? I mean, you play on your rookie contract through four years. It just depends how good you are. You know, the market's the market. So when it comes to these issues where it's about money, they'll figure it out. I'll tell you this. If they made Kyler Murray available for trade, there'll be multiple suitors. Oh, there's no (laughs) doubt. Yeah, so – if you don't want him, somebody else does. Yep. You know, not an interesting thing. Brass isn't always greener. How much, com- how committed is he in his stance? I mean, erasing social media is one thing. But what happens when OTAs come around? Training camp. You know, how committed is Kyler? Is Kyler willing to say, okay, I'm going to sit. I'm going to wait. Like, we're at a standstill. I'm not budging. Like, this is what I want. Either you guys provide it or... I'll get my NBA hat on and I'll act like Ben Simmons or somebody and, you know, I'll, I'll just sit out till you trade me. So we're going to see, you know, do or does an NFL player have that kind of individual leverage 
like their counterparts in the NBA have demonstrated. Well, okay, we won't provide our services unless you meet our demands, whether it be trade, whether it be contractual, whatever it may be. So we're going to see. We'll see. It's, it's Kyler serious. Are, are, are the Cardinals serious? Mm-hmm. Again, like I say, if they make Kyler available for trade, it'd be a lot of teams lined up. Well, I mean, think about and we've got a graphic, you know. I bet Detroit would take him. I bet they give up the number two pick for Kyler. Yep. Uh I think I think Washington would do would move mountains to get a guy like Kyler Murray. Uh, a lot of teams. So, you know, I mean, if okay. Arizona really feels like and a lot of times this is what happens, Tim. You get young players, and it's not just quarterbacks, but you get young players that you know, go from, well, depending on what college you went to, someone might be taking a pay cut. But the majority of student <laughs> athletes, <laughs> you know, you get all this money. And you don't realize how corporate NFL organizations really are, especially inside the building. Like, there's always someone watching. They're always formulating an opinion of who you are, what's your character, what kind of morality do you have, are you – a guy that they can look towards from a leadership and intangible standpoint to be the face of the organization or to be a career employee, which is what a player is. He's an employee of an NFL organization, and they're always watching. And a lot of times as a young player, you don't realize, recognize, or even care. But when it comes time to now this owner write this specific check, what does he do? He goes to asking people. You know, he asked the general manager and director of NFL player personnel, director of college scouting and your position coach and your assistant position coach and your coordinator and your head coach. And he, they're asking people. And what are those people saying about, in this specific situation, who Kyler Murray is and what Kyler Murray is about? And you look at right now um, where the Cardinals stand contractually with a lot of their pieces. A.J. Green, free agent. Bye. Christian Kirk, free agent. Zach Ertz, who they acquired in a trade. Got to sign Zach. Free agent. Yeah, they got to sign Zach. He's going to get big money, though. Both their running backs, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, free agents. Yeah, Chandler Jones, free agent. The big one. So there's a lot of pieces that could be on the move. Now, look, the Cardinals, I would think, are going to try to re-sign Chandler Jones. I would imagine they're going to do a lot to try to get Christian Kirk to return. And – AJ Green. Watch. You just you just made the Cardinals argument. Kyler, you're currently under contract for the next two years. Right. If we pay you what the going rate is right now for a upper echelon starting quarterback, we can't re-sign Chandler Jones and Christian Kirk and James Conner and Zach Ertz and all these guys. We can't do it. So the organization may be looking at it from that standpoint. Okay, Kyler, we don't have to pay you. You know, you want to call our bluff? Okay. Yeah. And then they'll figure out, you know, how to keep Ertz, who's going to get big money, and Chandler Jones, who's going to get big money. You know, so. And you've got Cliff Kingsbury, who plenty of people had their questions about him. So they they got a lot of decisions to make this offseason. It's going to be very important because they're an extremely talented division in the NFC. You know, we're talking the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, the 49ers, and we're talking Seattle. I'm just, is Russell Wilson back next year? What do you think? So, again, it's about money. Yeah. He's got a big contract, and he's going to demand huge assets in return. So, someone it'd have to be a team that feels like they're a quarterback. It'd have to be a Los Angeles Rams-type situation. Denver. Denver would take him. 
You know, I know who Denver has their eyes on, so they're going. Pittsburgh would take him. Yeah, he'd be great in Pittsburgh. Tampa would take him. I want to talk a little bit more yeah. about Russell Wilson. Where could he land? The speculation. We're a day removed from the Super Bowl, and it's speculation season, baby. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the college basketball championship on April 4th. For only 29 bucks, sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness and sign up today. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Halftime in Los Angeles the Clippers have a 61-59 lead. It looks like your in-game line at DraftKings Sportsbook. Warriors minus four and a half. Remember, they were pre-flop a, a, a six and a half point favorite. So two-point lead at the half for the Clippers. Sean, you know, and, and obviously, you know, throughout the offseason, we're going to go back and forth and, and, and discuss all this, but the day removed from the Super Bowl and, and speculation is has certainly started. Um, you know, there was uh, a report yesterday about the Packers and saying they're going to do everything in their power to bring back Aaron Rodgers and try to keep everybody in place. Um, I don't know. But is that just the Packers positioning, face? positioning themselves for the public response to losing Aaron Rodgers is getting in front of it and saying, listen, we're putting this out here. Otherwise, why would you say it? Right. We're putting this out here. So I don't want the fan base to go up in arms. If Aaron ain't on our team, we're putting it out there that we're going to do everything in our power to bring Aaron Rodgers back. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, when he won NFL MVP, sounded like that was a goodbye speech. Yeah. He didn't sound like he was planning on coming back to green Bay. So talked about his career, how many years he had been there. Hey, man, here's what I would say. If I was running, if I own 
the Green Bay Packers. Here's what I would say. We're never going to have more leverage from what we can get back for Aaron Rodgers than right now. And, yeah, it's going to set us back for a year or two, but what have we done with Aaron? We still have not been a Super Bowl-caliber team. So let's go. This is how I, this is how I think. He doesn't really want to be here. Let's move on from him. Let's see what we can get. Tell my GM, go out there and find out what can we get in return for an Aaron Rodgers. And go from there. I I think the return would be enormous. Yeah. So why why so, why why not get the return as opposed to going to lose him for free next year anyway? True. But do you think what look what what we just saw with the Rams right right went all in won the Super Bowl everybody wanted to be there eventually it's going to fall apart there yeah but they had a buy in because there was not one person on the Rams who didn't want to be there. Well, it, everyone wanted to be there. Then Von Miller came, and then Odell Beckham came. It seemed like during the year that Aaron Rodgers wanted to be there, right? He got his guy and Randall Cobb. You know, they they were. Did it seem like that? I, I don't know. He's doing the "I love you" sign to the fans. It, it seemed like he wanted to be there. Uh, I don't know. I just think he was. He doesn't want to tarnish his legacy in Green Bay. Which makes sense. I mean, you always want to be able to go back there. He sees how they treat Brett Favre when he comes back. He wants that, you know, when he finishes. But in his heart of hearts, he don't want to be there. It took a while. And look, there's still people up in Green Bay that, and in the Milwaukee area that aren't too fond of Brett Favre. It took a while. Yeah. Because not only did he leave, he right? Minnesota. He, he found his way back to Minnesota. Right. Um, and, and just judging by how the feeling was this past offseason when he was playing his, you know, Favrean game, they weren't too fond. I, I was trying to be a, a, a calming voice there on, on the show that I do. I'm like, well, what, what's your alternative? Jordan Love? I mean, we don't know. Huh? Ultimately, Aaron Rodgers became a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, and that's just what leads to, and that's what's, I think, so fascinating and here's the thing with about Jordan, the, the futures market right now. And here's the thing with Jordan Love. They're not pigeonholed into Jordan Love. He's not making any money. No, they could get rid of him. Or they could yeah, or bring competition in. Essentially, what it was was just a wasted first-round pick. Right. If he stinks, maybe he's good. We right. don't know. Right. So, I mean, I just brought it up. Say Arizona was like, okay, we'll give you Kyler Murphy. Kyler Murray and, and, and our number one next two years. For Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Oh, you do that? I think you have to. Well, right. So, that's what I'm saying. As the owner, I would give my GM permission to see what you can get. I bet you'd be shocked. Oh, I, but one, whatever well, team he goes show, to, if you have not sold out from a season ticket standpoint, you can 3X the ticket prices and you're going to sell out immediately. Show, show the graphic again uh, of, the, of the teams that need quarterbacks. And that's why I, I think it's really intriguing and why you could take some you know, flyers in the futures market. By the way, the report came out over the weekend, right, that Carson Wentz likely going to be gone from Indianapolis. What a disaster of a trade that Absolutely. turned out to be. But, I mean... They, they sh- Not just me they alone, tried. but I passionately have said that. Yeah. Like, are you nuts? Like, why would you, like, just, you just, you just want pain? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, have y'all not been watching football for the last two years? Like, and then to give up what they, and just think about this. They gave up a conditional first, right? That was based on playing time. Yep. For Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Think about what Aaron Rodgers, the, Green Bay might be able to say we want your next three number ones and and a player. And once again, like if you're let, let's just use Washington, for example, Washington 
is in a gettable division, you would say. You bring in Aaron Rodgers, but you have to sell. You have to give up what three first round picks for him. Yeah. I, I, and, I mean, and John, Gruden, do it. John Gruden was worth two ones. And and here's the thing: a, a franchise like Washington. I'm not saying that Washington, you know, would would get him, but a franchise like Washington, they have not had a true quarterback, an elite quarterback since. Mark Rippon, that one year in 91, you know, it, it's been a long, long time. And you're talking about a franchise that despises the owner, hates their nickname, <laughs> terrible stadium. But if you got Aaron Rodgers, yeah. your people are all in on the commanders. They're buying commander uniforms. So what, what's that price worth? Think, that, think about Pittsburgh. Think about Pittsburgh. Put Rodgers in Pittsburgh. I'm sure Tomlin and the Rooney family would give up every number one for the next five years to put Rodgers there. Basically, only untouchable piece. You can't have T.J. Watt, and uh, we'll, we'll start talking. But I think if you could put a package together, you wouldn't have to add in a player. Like, at the end of the day, if you're Green Bay, this is about getting younger and creating salary cap space. So this includes not re-signing Devontae Adams as well. Right. Oh, if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't right. come back, you got to So gotta I wouldn't want to add – even if they offered T.J. Watt, because we're not going to be ready to utilize T.J. Watt's prime. Like, for me, this is for Green Bay to get to become the Bengals of two years ago. Now you have multiple first-round picks the next couple years where the organization is shown to be pretty adept for the most part outside of the Jordan Love move from a draft standpoint, and you could end up with four or five players that are a core part of you guys moving forward post Aaron Rodgers. So the Pittsburgh Steelers right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, they have the same Super Bowl odds as the Raiders, the Commanders, <laughs> the Falcons, the Panthers. If they get a quarterback, I'm not saying it's Aaron Rodgers, but they get a Russell Wilson. I mean, how drastically, Sean, do those odds change? If you put Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh with that defense – they don't have amazing receivers, but they got pieces there. Pittsburgh got They got Najee Harris. Pittsburgh has a legit receiving core. Uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. They got a little solid tight end. Like, their pieces are there. And as bad as their I offensive think, line seemed, yeah. Russell Wilson would hide a lot of that. I mean, they're not worse than the Seahawks O-line. And Russell's got a bigger arm than Big Ben. So now you can utilize the size and athleticism Pittsburgh has a receiver a lot more effectively. Like, I would say this. Whichever team you think Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers could end up at, I go get a future ticket on them now. I think 50-1 to on the Steelers is worth a little flyer. Absolutely. Because if they get a quarterback, if they figure that thing out, as long as it's not Mason Rudolph or – Whatever jabroni, you know, they... How about this? What if Tennessee... Huh. What if what if Seattle called Tennessee and said, we'll trade you Russell for Tannehill and you give us your first this year? I mean... They it said, gives Seattle a bridge quarterback. Said, where do I sign up? Think about Russell Wilson in Tennessee with the Titans in that run game. Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in Tennessee? Dang, I'd go Russell. I still no, no, no. I'm saying I would too. Oh, but yeah. either one of those guys yeah. next year, oh, yeah. they were the number one seed in the AFC. And I take that back. I take I take Rodgers. But 
I just like the fact that Russell brings a little more athleticism to it. They both got big arms. But this hey, offseason. They make Tennessee the favorite. I said that they're 22-1 if you like them. Not that, uh, not that the NFL needs it, but the NFL this offseason is going to be absolutely unbelievable. We'll get back to Super Bowl 56. How do the books fare? We go behind the counter next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare <laughs> 